This is the JJO Morning Show Podcast with Johnny and D. Listen, rate, subscribe. If you like chicken nuggets, then you gotta sing along. If you like chicken nuggets, this is your favorite song. If you like chicken nuggets, then you gotta sing along. If you like chicken nuggets. <laughs> uh all right, KFC. Now they've uh they've had some bizarre promotional items in the past. Remember I tried to win uh the floaty and mm-hmm. uh, they had a KFC bucket hot tub and fried chicken scented fire logs, a full bearskin rug with the rug with the Colonel Sanders head, massive chicken sandwich pillow. I mean, it's great. Maybe they had a well. Well, I won't say it. I'm not going to bring Popeyes in though. I'm not going to bring a gun to a knife fight. Go ahead. My Chihuahua. Some of the brand's strangest promotions have been tied to Mother's Day. KFC-themed romance novella, chicken-flavored chocolate truffles, and the KFC's Chickendales dancers. <laughs> so what could the chicken chain have planned for 2022? <laughs> Chickendales. Whoa! Your mother must dance at the nicest strip club in town. Um, They are doing the Kentucky Fried Bucket. A DIY floral arrangement allowing customers to create a bouquet that is half flowers. Half chicken. And half chicken. You make it at the store? You make it at the store? Um, So, created in partnership with the flower delivery brand Pro Uh, Flowers, the Kentucky Fried Bucket will be available to anyone, or what does it be? Bouquet. Bouquet. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Will be, it's, it's, that's weird. Will be available to anyone who orders a KFC Sides Lover Meal via the KFC app or KFC.com. They had to make a cake that looks like a KFC chicken bucket. Uh, Yeah. Once an order has been placed, you'll be emailed a promo code to redeem the DIY floral arrangement directly from Pro Flowers. Mm. In it, expect to find 12 roses, a glass vase, a KFC uh, little vase thingy, a card, and eight skewers. The skewers are what you put the damn chicken on, you dummy. Yeah, I, I knew that. Now, maybe we could talk to our friends at Prem Meats. Go over there, get some chicken, slap it on some skewers, throw it in a damn vase, and there you go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, uh... Don't know that I would want my chicken surrounded by flowers. So if I went to a Chickendales uh, review, mm. would that be watching a chicken strip? <laughs> Very good. Hey. Very good. I am breaking comedy ground over here. I mean, there's a cock joke in there. I know people hate me today, but that's all right. <laughs> you don't have to laugh. It's okay. I mean, whatever. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do me, boo. Whatever you kids say today, whatever. <laughs> People don't hate you today. Yeah, it's they okay. do. Oh no. no, look at what you guys did. They do. It's just because you gotta rethink everything you think you know. Because I'm turning your world upside down. <laughs> it's the upside down. Stranger Things have never happened more often. Oh, my God. And right here. If you have not watched the Stranger Things trailer, you need to take two minutes right now. Yeah. It is insane. 
Uh, I still want the uh, KFC pillow, by the way. Oh. Um. Uh, here's what I'm going to do the story real quick. Make your own pillow. Well, all right. I'll get right on that. Um. So one very lucky and apparently wealthy McAllen fan uh, now has enough of their favorite whiskey to share with at least 500 friends after scooping up a cask of it for nearly $1.2 million, the most expensive cask ever sold at auction. A 100-gallon barrel of the renowned spirits was whipped up by the Scottish distillery in 1988. Some guy reported to be an expatriate bought it up for about 6300 bucks. Wow. Now, you would think that one wouldn't forget about such a purchase, but the buyer, I guess, had other stuff on his mind for the past three decades. Didn't remember to come for it until the distillery recently sent out a reminder that the cask was still sitting around in one of its warehouses. That owner didn't feel like holding on to his liquor after so many years, so he put it up for grabs in an online sale at Whiskey Hammer that ended on Sunday. When this cask was listed, we knew it had the potential to make history, said the site's co-founder. Um, casks of this age and size are extremely rare, especially from the McAllen, right? Barrel is said to have enough liquid courage in it to fill uh, 534 700-milliliter bottles. The previous record for a whiskey cask sold at auction, which was another McAllen barrel in 2021, was around 560000 so that got decimated. The only word on the buyer of the recent McAllen whiskey, uh, they said in its uh, tasty notes to have a slightly nutty mouthfeel, <laughs> Just. With waves of sweetness and hints of oak, leather, and spices, including nutmeg, ginger, ground coriander, over a wash of ginger perkin biscuits, soft buttery dates, and freshly baked apricot Danish pastries. Well, that sounds freaking magical. Yeah, it does. Now, it is a person, a, the, a buyer in the United States. So this dude totally forgot about a cask of whiskey for 30 years. And then was able to sell it. That's incredible. I know. That's incredible. That's pretty neat, isn't it? Callum's good. Well, yeah, clearly. Callum's good, yeah. I've, I, I don't have it often, but especially that old stuff. 40 years? What's yeah. The, oldest, yeah, like a 40-year. Yeah. Good stuff. Very good stuff. I like, uh, I've, been, I've got a bottle of Buffalo Trace at home I thought was really, really good. Bring it on in. We thought uploading to the cloud oh. was something completely different. The JJO Morning Show Podcast. Johnny and D. JJO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, National Paranormal Day. A uh, recent survey found 14% of Americans, that's one in seven people, think they have contacted a spirit using a Ouija board before. Oh, the portal to hell, dude. It's made by Hasbro, so I <sighs> doubt it's the portal to hell. Prove it's not a portal to hell. Prove it is. <laughs> it's the blowhole. <laughs> So dumb. Uh, all right. So three and four Americans believe in at least one paranormal thing. Five percent think all of it's real. So those are the people you can trick and take their money. Oh. Fifty-two uh, percent think places can be haunted by ghosts or spirits, and around one in four people say they've lived in a haunted house before. Fifty-five uh, percent of Americans think a full moon 
makes people behave in strange ways. Think about the people that are afraid to even admit it because they're afraid of looking like idiots. Right. I mean, I don't talk about the ghost I saw at my old house because people think people are like, man, I'm... Johnny drinks a lot. He even admits it on the radio. So whatever he says. He's hallucinating. Yeah, he's a loose cannon. Uh, 25% thinks it's possible to have telekinetic powers and move things with your mind. Is the blowhole a portal to hell? Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, I saw ghosts several times at my old house. Yeah. Yeah, shadowy. Okay, so not like, because sometimes, uh, you know, those shows like America's on it or whatever, no, it'll I, be like an no, apparition. No, it wasn't trying to chuck me out or anything. And it never made me crepes. It was just your garden oh, variety. Crepes. It's just that garden variety. I saw you, but I'm too scared to do anything. Oh, you didn't engage? <laughs> No, I mean, I, I went in, and what I did, it I would run into the room and do uh, some karate kicks. <laughs> and, and I think the ghost thought, oh man, this, this dude's for real. Oh, no. he's, he's like a blue belt with a green stripe. This right. guy's real. Oh. And then they would leave the room. That's so, so amazing. You have to out crazy the ghost. You have to show him you're crazy. And then, ghost uh, scared of karate. It's a little known fact. <laughs> well, now you know. So there you go. Whatever. Uh, all right. Uh, back to the telekinetic powers. Do you believe in that? That you can move things with your mind. Twenty five percent of people mm, do. I don't. How many? Twenty five percent. Yeah, that's a low number. I. I uh, no. I wish. No, I don't think like that's... Like, using the force would be amazing. I don't think that's happening. Uh, 19% of people think at least some psychics are legit. 16% believe in Bigfoot. Oh. Around 20% think vampires, werewolves, and zombies might exist in real life. So... Uh, there is this... Okay, next time... I think I think out here on East Washington Avenue, uh, uh, up by the bakery, there's a lady with a sign in her window. It's a house. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a she's a, she's a psychic, I think. Yeah. And it's like Tuesday special, ten bucks or something like that. <laughs> and we're always saying we're going to stop in and uh, right. open up the portal to hell and see what's going on. I would totally go to that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I, yeah. I've. It's up by the. Uh, uh, let's see. Where would that be? Is that any. It's uh, like before the strip mall. It's with, after the Taco Bell. Yes. Uh, it's sandwiched between the Taco Bell and then that strip mall. Yeah, yeah, right. Thing, right? Right. Yeah. Right. We should it's give on the, her a, It's on the old Visions side of East Washington Avenue. Right. We should give her a call. We should. Should have her. Anybody ever stop in there and get the Powerball numbers? I mean, oh, that one. Right. No, they don't do that. Well, <laughs> Hi. Uh, I just see you see this. You see this go up. You grab your chicken nuggets, throw it at. Scream <laughs> like a girl. Was uh, is she a palm reader or a psychic? Outright psychic. She might be a palm. It might be palm reader. I don't know. Is it the? Is there a difference? Is it okay? Here we go. Um, psychic. It's just called psychic readings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. She'd be categorized under fortune tellers and psychic mediums. Um. Oh, her reviews are great. Be like Oda May from Ghost. 
Like, you ain't Oda May. Who the hell's Oda May? From the movie Ghost. Oh, I, man, how do you remember that crap? That freaking Carl in that movie. What a douchebag. I never liked that guy after that movie. Anything I watched him in, I was like, you dick. Mm-hmm. You killed freaking Sam Wheat, you dick. Mm-hmm. Hate that guy. People, relax. What a complete waste. We are killing it online. Have you guys checked the comments? Of cyberspace. <laughs> Smoke That Skin Wagon says, you guys are killing it. The JJO Morning Show Podcast. We're internet sensations. Johnny and D, nowhere but JJO. <laughs> like foreplay for your day. Today is National Orgasm Day. <laughs> I'll have an orgasm. And for my drink, I'd like a banana daiquiri. I'm going to ask you a simple question about sex. Do you ever fake it? You cannot fake an erection. This is the fake at eight. <laughs> no, that's just science fiction. Kind of like the female orgasm. With Johnny and Dee. <laughs> JJO. Fake at eight brought to you by Cruising Chubbies. They're back and better than ever. Up to 30 entertainers a night. A place where you can party seven days a week. Big city feel, but Midwest-friendly environment. They're there to have fun, don't you? I know. Spacious atmosphere, unlike many other clubs, so spread out at Cruising Shubbers. Hey, Sandy. Hey. 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 What's up? Nothing. You guys want something to spread out, do you? Man. She's taking over the show. Oh, boy. I'm going to have to take these we pants are, off, John. We are no longer needed. Throw them on the pile. Mine are over there. Uh, I prefer to fold them neatly. Thank uh, oh, you. Oh, you're one of those people. I can't stand you. Can't stand you. I haven't even started yet. I know. <laughs> we know. <laughs> well, it's just warm, warm in here. I don't know. Uh, Sandy. Man, look at that thing swell. I don't think I've ever been more... Excited to hear a fake at eight. Oh, I hope it's not. I I'm, hope it's I'm good. I'm a little nervous. I, I really, really hope this is good. Because <laughs> okay, I want, I'm going to do my best. I want the fake to match the voice. Right. All right. I can oh, hear it. Oh, my God. I'm nervous, too. I can, I can hear it now. <sighs> oh, baby. Baby right there. Cost us extra, I know it. Ho, ho, no, you didn't. And I'm proud to be, and I'm 
Hey, like, when you know it, you know it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just, when you know it, you know it. She's leaking. Are you leaking? Jesus. I got to excuse myself. <laughs> oh. Mm. I hope the uh, ocean is as blue as it is in my dreams. Uh, a little clammy, too. A little clammy? Thank you. I brought my own. Could be the, co- could be the COVID. I, I don't know. I was... Better take some uh, horse paste. Better rub something on there. Good morning. It smells so pungent. Good morning. I'm still moister than an oyster. Hi. I'd fill her hole. Good morning. I'm still chewing on it, literally. Good morning. Mike, 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 Mike. Good morning. Sandy, dandy, do. Yeah. Uh, all right, we can wrap this one. Hello? Sandy, Dirty D needs a handy. Good morning. <laughs> Give her everything. All right, so. Uh, uh, you just earned the radio station. So uh, this whole thing we do here was designed to make up for two hours of previously bad radio. Terrible. And uh, we nailed it today. We had a lot to apologize for up to this point. Sandy, you're amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. Hall of Fame. Thank you, guys. The pitch. Bonds hits one high. Hits it deep to center. Out of here. 7.50. Dumbing down your smartphone. One podcast at a time. Listen, rate, and subscribe to the JJO Morning Show Podcast. Get up with Johnny and D. J.J.O. So, uh, we love BK. That's no secret. I had a whopper yesterday. You did? Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, there's a video going viral of a man walking into an empty Burger King in Pennsylvania. Apparently, one employee showed up for their shift, and when they saw that nobody else came to work, they just quit. Dude, I'm out, dude. So, here we go. Showed up to this Burger King on Noblestown Road, and there is nobody in here. <laughs> nobody in here. I went to the drive-thru, nothing. Anybody here? Hello? Even, like, walked into the kitchen and everything. That's crazy, Uh man. That's crazy. I would have taken some crowns. Right. Uh, Manager eventually showed up to lock the place until it could be staffed. BK rep is downplaying the problem. They say the shift leader had to leave due to a family emergency, and they set the team home, and they just forgot to lock the door. Whoops. Wow. Local official says it might be a sign of the times. A lot of people left the workforce during the pandemic. Businesses will have to adapt. It's going to be like prime quarter where you go in there and you have to grill your own Whopper. (laughs) Do you know how many patties I put on my Whopper? I had like 38 patties. Walk out there on wheelbarrow. Sounds amazing. Wow. that's. uh, I would have thought the teenagers were... Toking up in the refrigerator or something. They weren't even there, bro. They, yeah, there was nobody there to even toke. They were like, what are you doing coming to a Burger King on Memorial Day weekend anyway? Yeah, my Burger King, uh, it looked like there were two people in there. It was in Kahnemaw Walk, I think. 
And it took not not ten minutes, but it was close. Yeah. I mean, there's no there was nobody in the store where there were there was the the dude and then somebody running around with her hair on fire. Oh. <laughs> but I it was just fresh. always feel goes, so bad goes, for them. Goes, hey, bro, those fries are hot, man. They just came out of the fryer. And you were like, damn, you got some nice pipes. And uh, I said, man, uh, they were uh, super delish. So I didn't mind the weight. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I, what you're supposed to do about that? Be patient. Don't jump. Don't crawl through the drive-through window. Know. One you can walk through the front door. <laughs> what is happening? I wonder if he would have got in trouble if he would have went in the back and made himself one. Oh wow! I guess because I mean he didn't break in. It's just there, unattended. Everything's a crapshoot. Uh, the, uh, even the indoor bar at the Iron Horse wasn't open because they didn't have enough people to work it. I know. It's just, it is what it is, man. As they say on the beach, it is what it is. Whoa, dude, deep. I hate that saying. Um. (laughs) Well, it's, 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 it's hopelessness. Right. (laughs) Despair. Yeah, there's, there's no, it's an excuse basically for (laughs) nobody at the Burger King. Dude. It is what it is, dude. That's right. That's right. No, it's not. Because it is is not a sandwich in my hand. I can tell you what it is not. Uh, I can tell you what it is not. It is what it is not. No zesty sauce. Dang. Uh, well, at least they didn't, uh, you know, steal right. the milkshake machine. I mean, I, I got to give them credit for not trashing the Seems place. Seems like all around nice people. Man. But. Wouldn't it be great to walk into Emilio's and nobody was in there? That's a that's a dream fantasy of mine, dude. That or a cheesecake factory. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just I back up the car with cheesecake and wine, and uh, that thing be dragging down the road. Be like, how many cheesecakes do you think I could carry? Oh man, <laughs> I'm just make my own freaking monster Longhorn sub. <sighs> you can learn a lot listening to podcasts. And only three countries in the world don't use the metric system. Or you can listen to this one. I can't remember where I went Friday. Oh my God. Oh my God, what did I do on Friday? I gotta check my calendar. <laughs> if anybody saw me Friday, call the JJO Morning Show Podcast. I literally have no idea where I was Friday. <laughs> Johnny and D, nowhere but JJO. Has he been checked for bombs? My God, this is the longest fade on here. There we go. That's nice. nice. The end of the world stuff right there. Sure feels like it. Um, An 11-year-old boy from the UK found an unexploded and still functioning World War I grenade on the beach. I know. So the army was able to deal with it safely. Nobody was hurt. Uh, Cole Chapman and his mom talking about the bizarre sitch. I just knew what it looked like because I play games with guns and everything like that. So I just kind of knew what it looked like. I knew it was a weapon. knew it was dangerous. I didn't know it actually worked, though. But I'm just thankful that they found it rather than smaller children. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Thanks, Captain Obvious. Appreciate that. <laughs> Man, that's, uh, I, I'd make your... Even if you're the bomb guy with a suit on, it would make you. Or, or you're, they remote do those, don't they, with a little robot guy? Uh, is it the RoboCop guy? Or don't they use another bomb to blow up bombs if they don't know whether they're alive or not? I don't know. I can't remember. So they said within five minutes, the police were there. Uh, uh, the officers confirmed the device was a live grenade that was capable of exploding. 
It was a Mills bomb grenade, first developed in 1915. Became the first hand grenade to be issued on a large scale in Britain. Pull the pin and lob it into the next manhole. Yeah. He called his dad on FaceTime <laughs> to show him the grenade. This is the weirdest looking seashell ever. And the dad was all like, put it down what? and back away. Yeah. Puckered butthole. I don't know. I'm yeah. trying to find out how they explode them. He'd be listed as a casualty of World War One. He's 12 in the last casualty <laughs> of World War One. Welp. There goes your lovely day on the beach. How many grenades are sitting around farm fields? Do you think about that? Sure. Yeah. And how do they not go off when a when a farmer plows it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I a wing and a prayer, dude. Yeah, I don't know. A cow steps on one. I'm sure we've lost some some bovine. <laughs> lost some good bovine out there. Lost a lot of good bovine out there. <laughs> God damn it, man! I can't even imagine being that mom. My anxiety is just through the roof reading the damn story. <laughs> Replay today, the JJO Morning Show Podcast. Get up with Johnny and D. JJO. Uh, we got a we got a dead one. Lost a lot of good men out there. And uh, Alec John Such. Is dead. Uh, that was this is a weird one to wake up to. Uh, bon Jovi's first bassist, bassist, sorry, is dead. He's dead at seventy years old from Sayreville, New Jersey. He uh, he's the one that brought in Richie Sambora to see the band in the early days. And uh, this seventy whole time years old. I thought he was a bassist. Uh, cause of death is yet unknown. Uh, we are heartbroken to hear the news passing of our dear friend Alex uh, John Such. Such as? Such and such. Uh, he was an original founding member of Bon Jovi. Uh, Alec, integral in the formation of the band. To be honest, we found our way to each other through him. He's the one that brought in Tico and Richie to John. And he was a manager of a club in Yonkers, New York. And he uh, had a club called the Hunka Bunka Ballroom in Sayreville, New Jersey. Oh, wow. It okay. was uh, there where he booked John Bon Jovi and the Wild Ones, seeing the potential of the young musician with a mission. Um, and then uh, he brought in Tico and, and Richie. And then they all became great friends. David Bryan came in, and boom, all of a sudden, what do you got? I ain't got nothing. You got a hot mess of boys in tight pants. That's oh, what you got. Oh, it's a very toy pants. The band's third album, Slippery One, what would end up selling? Three copies. 12 million copies. And it's follow-up to 1980. It's New Jersey. Oh, a little sampling there, friend. The, the record company used to lie about my age, Alec uh, told Asbury. Yeah, he was the older one. He was 31 when he joined Bon Jovi. I was 10 years older than the rest of the boys. My sister eventually got really mad because the papers would describe her as my older sister when really she was my younger sister. <laughs> so they lied for some reason. I mean, he clearly looked... At, Kind of older than the other guys. Uh, John Such remained in the band before his departure in 1994, which is weird. It feels like he was there a lot longer. He was only there for 11 years. 83 to 94. Yeah, yeah man. It sure does seem like longer, man. Uh, yeah, because 83 then, of course, when uh, You Give Love a Bad Name came out. No, and, I'll never forget it. And the world went crazy. Uh, when I was 43, I burned out. It felt like work, and I didn't want to work. The reason I got into the band to begin with because I didn't want to work. 
And uh, John said, what did John say? Hang on, I'm going to find out what John Get said. Get out of here, you douche. They uh, grew up in different directions. Just because I want to continue making hit records. Doesn't mean everybody You're too else. much of a pussy. When the band inducted into the <laughs> Hall of Fame in 2018, Alec united with the group and uh, gave an eloquent speech. When John Bon Jovi called me up and asked me to be in his band, I soon realized how serious he was. He had a vision that he wanted to bring us to, and uh, I am too happy to have been part of that vision. These guys are the best. Best. We had so many great times together, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for these guys. We passed around hot chicks like a cheese tray. I just added that. A nice Gouda. I was just coloring the story up there. The band shared the clip of a speech along with a montage of uh, Alex set to his signature song, Blood on Blood. Ooh, that's a great song. I think that's from New Jersey. Would you like to hear a sampling of that? Nah. <laughs> well, too bad. We're going to rock. I'm good. There's, there's the train song. This is the song about trains. Choo-choo. That's trains. So tonight... Dedication. Blood on blood. Come on. Come on, love, give me the beat. Dude, I know it's cool to hate Bon Jovi, but just for a couple of minutes, can I just have some... Some goddamn respect around here. No. Well, hurry up. I'm running out of time. I got to <laughs> play a commercial. When's that respect coming? I think that uh, people, I mean, Alec was a, you know, he had a pretty distinguishable look. Would you recognize anybody if I held up little pictures of the band? Would you recognize anybody in that besides the very, very, Adorable John Bon Jovi. Uh, no. Would you know Richie Sambora if he walked in the room? No. Would you know, uh, well, you wouldn't know anybody then. Richie would have been face number two in that band. But they were like pinup guys. I mean, they were pinups, you know, team beat, the whole thing. If you were a hot chick in 1985, I'd get some damn respect around here. Okay. Instead, I've got some flannel-wearing Nirvana lady. (laughs) Of all the co-hosts in the world, I could have picked. She had to wear flannel. (laughs) It's okay. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I know their music. Well, some of it anyway. That's all right. That's all right, man. Enjoyed that record. I thought New Jersey was actually their better record. I love that. It's a great record. If you get a chance to go back. Homebound Train. Mm-hmm. A lot of great songs on that. They really never got on the radio, but there you go. So, Alec, uh, uh, can we do the thing for him? Can I? Oh, you want to? Sure. Yeah. Yep, you're... Uh... Sold 12 million records for Cry Out. Let's give the man a tribute. Uh, Sure. Just, it's going to take me a second. I can't just whip this well, out he's of my not, kitty. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, he's already arrived at his destination. Okay, there's that. 
Oh, just give me the short version. I mean, he was after all, he was only ah. the, he was only the bass player for Cryo. Dead, Jim. He's dead. He's dead, Doctor. He's dead, Jim. He's dead. He's dead, Captain. He'll die, Jim. He's dead. He's dead, Jim. Dead. The man is dead. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead, sir. He's dead, Jim. He's dead, Jim. He's dead, Jim. That man's dead back there. She's dead. He's dead. He must be dead. He was worse than dead. His brain is gone. Captain is dead. He's dead, Captain. He's dead, Jim. Is this a dead, dead man, man Doctor? Very dead, Mr. Spock. Let her go, Jim. He's dead. He's dead. She's dead. There, that's all he gets then. Uh, I have a picture with uh, John when I was in Kansas City that I don't show anybody because I was wearing a turtleneck. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now, uh, <laughs> there, there's mitigating factors here. We could Photoshop out the I, turtle part. I will show you, but you will not be able to reproduce, copy, and or send and uh, bully me <laughs> and the turtleneck. So he was in, it was his birthday too, and he was playing Kansas City. This would have been about 87, I think, when I was in. And uh, I was just... Uh, it's like a really weak dude choking you all day. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess if I remember back, I knew they were coming in. You know, they were go, they go to all the stations in town the afternoon before they play. and It was a big deal. Yeah, you wore your best turtleneck. And the whole band came in. This would have been 87, right? This would have been when New Jersey was out. Okay. It was a big deal. And, you know, they come in looking like rock stars, leather, hair, moose, everything. Yeah. Probably a little guy liner on. Oh, yeah. And I'm just doing everything I can just to hang on to my second radio job. I'm playing politics. Yeah. And there I am in a turtleneck. Uh, looking stupid. And there's a picture, and I think I've shown it to about two, a total of two people. And, of course, it's the one really good picture. Everybody looks really cool and the whole band's in. There I am in a turtleneck. It's okay, bud. No, it's not. It's okay, bud. But through the magic of CGI, I'm going to be shirtless with gold chains wrapped around my chest. I love it. My hairy chest. It's hairy like animal. And uh, you've never seen Bon Jovi? No. Uh, all right. Good morning. Now you're just on a beach looking stupid. I think I've seen Bon Jovi. Uh, doesn't I? Like you think? Well, you don't have the picture, do you? No. Oh, right. I just. Why is Nate? Nate, what happened? Choosing to ignore him today. Talking, trying to sell you kids on something you weren't even born yet. It's all right, bud. I'm sorry about your your friend that was a fisherman. Good morning. Hey, what's the difference between this radio station and that one that you were looking stupid or like a dude? <laughs> well, I've never wore a turtleneck here, in all honesty. I don't. I, I the turtleneck got burned with uh, probably my plaid bell-bottom pants back back then. I don't know. Oh man, those are probably pretty fly. Fashions were fickle back in the day. Corduroy. <laughs> what the hell? What's the most stupid thing you can wear to meet the biggest band on earth? I think I'll wh- whip out my blue navy turtleneck. And show them. They could have done the windbreakers. <laughs> it was like there would be the pink and aqua and white, and the pants always match the top. Man, 
fresh. That's how you get pussy. <laughs> it's funny. That's what John Bon Jovi told me that when he was standing there in front of my turtleneck. He goes, son, that's not how you get to poon. You ain't going to shoplift the pooty wear nothing. Don't come with me. And they took me out to the tour bus, slapped me around, and threw me in a tore up t-shirt. It was like fighting a black bear. <laughs> and uh, I never made that. I learned. It was a learning experience. The JJO Morning Show Podcast with Johnny and D. Listen, rate, subscribe. Catch a new show every Monday through Friday, 6 till 10 a.m. on 941 JJO or streaming anywhere in the JJO app. Johnny and D, nowhere but JJO.